0: Warning, this episode contains topics that may be triggering. Listener's discretion is advised. Yo, what's up, mi gente? It's Michelle, and welcome back to the second season of Coño Who Am I? And just as a reminder... Through this podcast, you will get to know me on the deepest of levels. I'll be sharing some of my most vulnerable moments in life, but all in the name of self-discovery and truly to provide guidance to others. Because navigating this racist, classist, sexist, annoying-ass country that our parents told us to be thankful to be born in can be super difficult. I'll let you all get to know some of the dopest people I know, my best friends, as I invite each one to share a little bit about how they also got to be where they are today as successful bomb, boss-ass women, men, and just dope people. And because the facts are important, let me not forget to mention that your girl is a licensed social worker as well. So at the end of each episode, expect to get some gems dropped for you to carry on with you in your journey to self-discovery. I'm on a quest to empower women of color to live in their truth, power, beauty, and most authentic self. Because your girl is still learning too. So subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to your podcasts.
1: you like that because i know that was wrong i care about you mom and i right now i am scared covid is affecting everybody and i i don't want to lose you mom i don't want to lose dad it could take one one person getting sick i'm just concerned about you and i that's why i brought it up i'm telling you okay the covid take you for two weeks to die right when i talk to you take me one minute to die you make me get a heart attack I die faster than COVID. Let me tell you that. I can get stroke right there. So that's why that I'm easy to get stroke. So I've already said, I apologize about that, mom. I've said it like five times now. I apologize about that and I'm sorry about it. But more than the, the yelling, I'm just saying, I'm worried for dad and you. I'm worried and I don't want to see you guys get sick. Don't worry, I stay away from you. I feel more healthy, more happiness. Fine, mom, fine. And have a long life too. Great, mom, happy. I'm so happy for you. Whatever. You can have a wedding without Mama Mai. Okay, perfect. So what do you oh. think? Uh, do it again, Good mom. Think you think the same thing I'm just talking to you about right now. Now you make it even worse. That's fine, mom. If you don't wanna come, that's okay. That's fine. Now yeah, you me. make
2: it worse.
0: don't do what she's doing.
2: I'm yeah.
1: not, I'm just saying she's the one who's saying, I'm not even talking about the wedding. What does that have to do with anything?
0: Literally, was that me fighting with my mom and my sister Gisela interfering? Or was that Jeannie Mai, the television host and stylist, with her mom and brother in the clip? Welcome back, mi gente. Last week, I took y'all down memory lane with Megna as we talked about our sisters and how crazy yet amazing those dynamics can be. But imagine an even messier dynamic. That mother-daughter shit. Oof. When I tell you the fight you heard in that clip is just an exact replica of something that would happen between me and my mom, but in Spanish, it would start off with us fighting about something specific, and out of nowhere, homegirl will hit with a few low blows. Di que, si pues cada vez que tu vienes, tu quieres pelear, mejor va a ser el día que yo no esté translation every time you come you just want to fight it'll just be better the day that i'm no longer here like what how the fuck did we even start talking about that can we talk dramatic can we talk guilt trip can we talk unnecessary now similar to genie Mai, my mom and i are extremely close and i definitely grew up idolizing this woman but It was a very love-hate-ish, complicated relationship, which makes it hard to really find a place to start with our relationship, but you know, I'll start from the beginning. As most of y'all know, my parents separated when I was really young and mommy moved us to good old West Coast Washington, which then meant I was mommy's little buddy, uña y mugre, Batman and Robin, peanut butter and jelly. Basically, I did everything with my mom. I became her partner in crime. Whenever she wasn't working, whenever I wasn't at school, which obviously I was at school most of the day and she was working two to three jobs when she got on her feet, we spent all of our time together. And this was pretty much from, you know, childhood to till I left the house for the most part. Me and my mom were each other's best friends. And my mom was really strict, right? Growing up, like I wasn't allowed to do a lot of things. That's where the love-hate relationship came from. My mom is a very, very traditional Latina mother, very Catholic Latina mother, as you guys might recall from season one. And if you don't recall from season one, go check it out. Mommy, being traditional, Catholic, traditional Latina, she had a lot of very strict household rules. I wasn't allowed to do a lot of things. I wasn't allowed to do anything that wasn't school related. I wasn't allowed to spend too much time outside of the home unless she knew exactly where I was, who I was, what I was doing, all of the things. If she didn't approve of who I was with, I just wasn't allowed to go. And most of the time, I couldn't do it until I was after a certain age. I think 16 was the age that I had more privileges. And by that time, I was partly the guardian of my nephew. So... I had that responsibility as well. I was a student athlete, and so I was limited to some of the things that I could do. I still did them, I was a very involved student athlete, and I would say I was very sociable. If you go to season one, you know I was an extrovert, so I had lots of friends. Mommy knew I had lots of friends too, and she liked lots of my friends too. Shout outs to Veronica, that was one of her favorite of my friends. (laughs) I was allowed to hang out homework. That was mommy's number one thing that I could go do at any time, whenever I wanted. If I was like, oh, this is for a project. This is for a project that we have at school. Mommy was like, yes, you could go do that. So everything would become a project all of a sudden. Those things I could do. She was all gung-ho for that. And by the time I hit senior year, junior, senior year, I was definitely given more privileges in terms of going to parties. I was able to go to school dances for sure, like homecoming, prom, things like that. Mommy definitely let me do things like that. But if boys were involved, that was a no go. Uh, Not necessarily the dances, but like I wasn't allowed to date. And so I had strong curfews and I couldn't have a boyfriend until I was 17. Big secret, everybody, I had boyfriends before 17. (laughs) She didn't know that, but I had them. That made our relationship tough. My mom was a hard ass. I think that's also something that made our relationship really, really tough, right? My mom, hate to say it, y'all. My mom will whoop that ass. Like, for real, for real. As a social worker, therapist, counselor all the things now that i am a professional my mom was like borderline very abusive (laughs) and i shouldn't laugh and maybe that's a fucking coping mechanism but she definitely was like my mom and i and i know where this comes from right it comes from her upbringing it comes from the things that she knew and the things that she didn't know like my grandparents beat that ass, right? And so that's what she learned. And now that me and my sister Gisella we have these conversations, it's so funny, right? Because my sister got her ass beat too. And when we talk to my mom about this, she swears she never beat our ass, but she absolutely did. And I think that's something that make, makes our relationship now what it is. But I think that complicated sometimes, it complicates now our relationship, not so much back then, but I was really scared of mommy. And was I a bad kid? No. And like, are bad kids bad kids? Some kids are bad, okay? Some kids, yes, they the fuck are. I was not a bad kid, and what do I mean when I say bad kid? So, I wasn't lying, I wasn't talking back, and I was following the rules. I was a rule follower. I was actually very, very scared to break any rules. A, because I was scared of God's punishment. But B, I was really scared of getting my ass whooped. My mom would hit me with the bell. My mom would hit me with the chancla, the good old chancla, friends. My mom hit me with the matamoscas. you guys know what the matamoscas is? So matamoscas in Spanish is a fly swatter. And it sounds mad dirty, but we had two fly swatters. This is how much I would get hit with the fly swatter mind-boggling all right my mom had a clean fly swatter the one that she will whoop my ass with and then a dirty fly swatter the one that she would actually kill flies with (laughs) that is what she would use ladies and gentlemen and my non-binary folk like that is what my mom would use to whoop my ass is all these things or really sometimes just what was accessible to her sometimes she would just use her hand and what would i get my ass whooped for I would get ass whoopings for all kinds of things. I do remember the very first time I lied to her. The very first time I lied to my mom, I was about six years old. I told her I was going to a friend's house and I said that the friend's house was closer than it actually was. I was six or seven. It was when we had first moved to Washington. I told her that the friend's house was like, I don't know, fucking just not that far. And it was far. It was maybe on the other side of town. And I told her that I would be home by a certain time and that she was gonna walk me home or something like that. I'm fucking six or seven. Why are you even listening to me? Like, I don't know, don't listen to a child my age. Anyway, she worked with that kid's mom and so they were friends and cool. Absolutely, she did not live where I said she lived and I didn't get walked home when I was supposed to. And when I got home, I remember mommy being like, metete en el baño y quítate la ropa. Which is like, get in the bathtub and take your clothes off. Like, go in the shower and take your clothes off. I sure took my clothes off and went in the shower. My mama was ready with that belt on that wet, that wet skin, that leather belt. Ooh, that was my first ass whipping, y'all. She sure hit the shit out of my butt. Then she talked to me about it, and she said, and that's what you get for lying. Eso es lo que te pasa por ser mentirosa. And I cried, and I cried, and I cried. And I was like, what? Why are you hitting me? And she's like, well... You told me that Homie lived da 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 and she lives da 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 and I talked to her mother and this that, and the third and next time you're not going to lie because in this house in like this household we don't lie no se mienten esta casa and I was like oh okay I, what that could have been a conversation did we have to do all of that no i would have learned i was cognitively capable of understanding that. There was so many instances like that. I would get my ass whooped for bringing anything lower than a B. Yes, I would have Cs sometimes. I didn't have too many Cs because that would have been too many ass whoopings. I had, I think my first C that I brought home was in middle school. That was an ass whooping. Not doing my chores when I was supposed to. Those were ass whoopings. Ha! I remember an ass whooping that I'll never forget. I got my ass whooped when my mama told me to do some laundry, and I didn't do some laundry. She had left for the day. She's like, make sure que tu laves la ropa cuando yo no esté en la casa, cuando yo regrese, tu, tu la tengas limpia. Fold it, you know. Wash it, fold it, dry it, whatever, bop it, whatever, you know. Which is not like I had to wash it, right? I just had to put it in the washer dryer. And what did I do? I forgot because I was 12, 13, okay? I'm a teenager. Teenagers be forgetting they chores. And she came back and I hadn't done it. Not only did I get a ass whooping with the belt, but then she said, and now you will wash everybody's clothes. Mind you, this is my mother's, my stepfather's, my clothes. At this point, maybe I'm 15 at this point because it was my nephew's clothes too. No, it was my stepbrother's. Take that back. I was 13. So it was my mom's, my brother, my stepbrother's and my stepfather's and mine's like two weeks worth of clothing. And she said, now you're going to wash it all by hand in in the sink, in the kitchen sink. And that's your punishment. After I got my ass beat, by the way, so, and she, and then, I don't know if this ever happened to you. It happens both ways, like, and stop crying. She'd be like, stop crying or I'm going to hit you harder. Like, wait, what? What is the, how in the fuck does that make any sense, ma'am? I'm supposed to hold it. So you're like bawling your eyes out and you're like, I was like, mom. That makes no sense. Or, or you know you're about to get an ass whooping. And then they're like, So then they start threatening you like, Don't cry because if not, I'm going to give you something to cry about. I know you're going to hit me. I know you gonna hit me no matter what the fuck I do right now. So I'm here holding it back like trying not to cry. I might as well cry because you will hit me no matter what I do. So reeling it back. My mom used to hit me a lot. So I was very intimidated by my mom. I was very scared of her. That's the other thing too, right? Like yeah, she would I would say that unlike some parents I think a lot of people that I know that got their asses whooped, like, sometimes they didn't get explanations. I will say this. My mom thought she was doing a better job than my grandparents because she's like, por lo menos te lo estoy explicando, right? At least I'm explaining this shit to you. And she was right in some capacity. Like, I knew why I would get my ass beat every time I got my ass beat. I knew that I had gotten a poor grade. I knew that I didn't do my chore on time. I knew that... I had said no to my mom. I knew that whatever the fuck I had done at the time had earned me my ass to get beat. However, like normal regular kids were not getting their ass beat for these things. Like they were just having conversations and or getting privileges taken away. But my mom was OD and she thought that everything required an ass beating ridiculous shit so I was very scared of her I was very scared of her she would raise her voice she was really scared my mom also by the way just to give all y'all a visual my mom's four eleven. 11 I was a very short Ecuadorian woman and I'm 5 3 now it wasn't always 5 3 but I'm 5 3 now and so you know that's the visual now it wasn't always like that but She's little. She's a little woman, but very mighty and very strong. And I wasn't the type of kid, right? If she would have had a different daughter, like maybe I would have, like they would have fought back. I did not fight back. No, there was no point where I was like stopping her from hitting me. Homegirl would just hit. Also, my mom would raise her voice a lot at me. as uh, She was yelling. Every time she was doing any of these things, it was, I was getting yelled at at the top of her lungs, like, Hija de tu madre! Always so lovely. I will say, though, we didn't have that typical teenage angst period that maybe some kids have with their parents because, like, I wasn't allowed to have that. Like, the eye rolling and the talking back and the slam your door thing to your bedroom. That would have constituted a huge ass-whooping. So I didn't do any of those things growing up. I was not... Rebell- I didn't have a rebellious bone in my body, y'all. Never, ever, ever would I ever do any of those things. So I just yes ma'am did all the way there was no sneaking out none of that oh also my house did not allow for cool sneaking out i grew up with mad dogs right so i had like a rottweiler growing up at one point i had this like i had a whole bunch of labs growing up they would give it the fuck away these dogs would bark their asses off no I lived out in the boonies. That just did not work. Then my house was built in fucking 1807. Who the fuck knows when it was built? But basically the windows to the houses were mad old. So like opening a window would creak, like like that's what it would sound like, friends anytime I tried to open a window. So who the fuck is sneaking out the house like that? With dogs, squeaky ass windows, and then you gotta open the fence? And me, I'm not jumping no fence, Uh uh-huh. One time, let me tell y'all. One time I tried to jump the fence, not on some sneaking out shit, but just because, why I tried to jump the fence? I tried to jump the fence on some other dumb shit. Had nothing to do with no sneaking out. And I, I got caught on a nail my arm got caught on a nail and I still have the scarring on my arm. <laughs> the nail when I was young. <laughs> so that was the first and last time I ever tried to jump no fucking fence. So no, I never snuck out the house. It was not it was there was no none of that. That did not happen in my lifetime. No. Nope, no nope, nope, nope. I would say high school was very pleasant between my mom and I and The really only thing that we would beef about was her husband, to be honest. But that's a conversation for another episode. But high school was a really good time for my mom and I. I would say I was telling my mama pretty much everything. I felt like I could talk to her about a lot of things, except for boys. That wasn't her forte all the time. She wanted to know about all the boys, but I wasn't really like... Allowed to do a lot, right? Like, I was allowed to have my boyfriend at 17, but I had a really strict curfew of like being home by like six o'clock, and he wasn't allowed to come over to the house not because of my mom, but because of her husband that she agreed with. So, kind of because of her as well, which caused a lot of contention, which made it so that I didn't really want to talk to her about it. However, bringing it back, like I would talk to my mom about a lot of other things that were happening at school and in my life in general. So I feel like overall, high school as a whole was a really good time for me and mommy and just talking to her about stuff, you know, the college application process. She wasn't able to help me with, right? Because my mom didn't actually go and get like a four year undergraduate degree in the United States. But. She was very encouraging of me getting one. But I will say, obviously, if you are the child of an immigrant, you know the struggle of having immigrant parents who are like, yeah, I'd love for you to go to college, but like, can it be the college that we want you to go to? Can it be in the location that we want it to be? Can it actually be not that far away from home, but still a really, really good university, but like not across the country, but also like not a community college, but also like just the one that I want but like you first of all the fuck like you don't even know you don't even know about college what why are we having this conversation so that was also a point of contention for me and my mom I applied to 10 universities senior year of high school and senior year of high school was really really tough particularly on me and my family because my mom at the time had a tumor we had a cancer scare right and a potential spread of that in her body and all shit kind of hit the fan me and my then boyfriend my high school boyfriend we were we were going through a really messy breakup i just felt like the world was kind of falling apart and i was having to also apply to college and scholarships and all of these things think about my future then i apply to these 10 universities and i get to all of them across the nation by the way because i was a pretty good pretty good high school student must say so top of my class not your valedictorian or saledictorian but still pretty good I think I was in the top 10. I was. I think I was in the top 10 of my class. Anywho, I applied to these 10 universities across the nation. Got into all of them except for one fucking Gonzaga. And let me tell y'all what, okay? I'll get into this in another episode. Maybe when we talk about college. But Gonzaga was my fucking dream school. Now, I don't know if all y'all know about Gonzaga because that's on the West Coast. It's in Washington. It's a private Catholic school. There, if you follow basketball, if you're a college basketball fan, you definitely know about Gonzaga. But they're at a good fucking school and a bitch really wanted to go there and that was my dream school. Fuck them because they didn't want me. And it was the only school. You know, I got into Pepperdine. Pepperdine got into fucking UCLA, but I didn't get into fucking Gonzaga. Really? Fuck out of here. I got into Montclair. Get the fuck out of here, Gonzaga. Are you kidding me? Anyways, so where do I end up going? Good old Western. And my bestie ends up going to UW. And I stay in Washington. I stay in Washington. And I actually just end up moving about four hours away from home. Which was the first time that I had been away from my mom. And that was rough. So what did I do for the first two years? I went home every weekend for the first two years of college. Every weekend, mi gente. Todos los fines de semana. By the way, that's four hours to college, four hours back. That's eight hours in a weekend. FYI. Why? Cause I was fucking obsessed with my mother (laughs) and homesick and who the fuck knows, just all kinds of shit. It was a lot. Then, you know, college happened and I started working. Junior, senior year, I wasn't really able to upkeep that, so I, I started growing up. Then me and my mom had our first real conflict, and that was, I mean, shall I even? I'm just, yeah, I'm just gonna tell y'all. I'm gonna tell y'all what happened, cause y'all are my listeners. Y'all, my mama found out I wasn't a virgin anymore. She lost her shit. My mama legit with her 4'11 self, really tried to kill me one summer. The summer that she found out I was no longer a virgin, she tried to kill me. Like, actually, everyone who hears this story, I'm not gonna tell the whole story, that'll be, maybe I will. But she actually tried to kill me with a whole knife. She really did. And that created the first rift in our many rifts to come. I said that very mildly, and so I'm sure people are like, is her mom psychotic? No, she's just Latina. <laughs> like, she's just Latina and found out that her daughter was no longer a virgin. Granted, I also would like to just preface this with the fact that my mom was like a young teenage mother, and so was my sister. My sister was also a young teenage mother, and so I just think that she had really high expectations for me. And no, I I did not end up pregnant off of, like, losing my virginity. By the way, I was also in college when this happened. And so, like, I just wanna give y'all some context. I was an adult, and so, yes, my mom is a little, little cray-cray, a little bit. Fast forward to, I tell my mom, that it is time for me to apply to grad school. And that's when the toughest of times that we're ever going to hit in our relationship ever come about. Like I've mentioned before, I was a mommy's girl. I was You know a total people pleaser for her i was the peanut butter to her jelly and then boom i'm finally making an executive decision to do something for myself now when i applied to undergrad and got into all these other schools that were out of state one of the biggest reasons why i didn't leave the state at the time was because i wasn't ready to leave my mom i wasn't ready to leave my mom and period, that just was it, I just wasn't ready. Given what had happened at the time, my mom had made some decisions at that time when I was going to grad school in her personal life that I just wasn't in agreement with. My sister, actually, she had just combated cancer. We were also Waiting for her to go, hopefully, into remission and cancer because she was dealing with really, really severe cancer. Now, that was a really scary period of my life as well. You know, right when the crazy shit, like, right when I'm, like, dealing with all this school stuff, everyone decides that it is time to get cancer. It's always, it's not funny at all, by any means, but... It's how I deal with some fucked up shit sometimes, guys, and just cope with it with humor. My point is, shit was really hitting the fan and things kinda lined up with how God works, I guess. My my sister went into remission, which means that she she beat her cancer. And my mom had made a decision I was in agreement I wasn't in agreement with, which just allowed me to then make my decisions for my life at that time as well. And, and I fucking got into my dream school for grad school, which was, boom, 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 NYU, which is how I ended up in New York City. And my mom was pissed the fuck off. She was so angry. She swore I was going to New York Like, not for me, but in spite her. That was the beginning of our very, very, like, tumultuous. Like, the beginning of a tumultuous chapter in our relationship. And I'm still here, (laughs) (laughs) by the way. I'm still in New York. So, we're still in that chapter. Spoiler alert. And it's been really hard, mi gente. It has been really fucking hard. Cause I'm a grown ass woman and me and my mama beef like a motherfucker. We beef, we beef, and we beef. Like never before. So what does that look like and what does that mean? And and what has it looked like for the last seven to eight years? Well, A bitch, the bitch being me, a.k.a. me, me the bitch. I'm triggered. I be triggered. My mama triggers me. Raise your hand if you get triggered by your mama. (laughs) I get triggered as fuck by my mama. My mama be triggering the shit out of me. Why? Because she says hurtful mean shit like she used to when I was little but now guess what y'all my mama can't beat the shit out of me so that's a huge difference also I don't let my mama talk to me crazy no more so that's also a big thing what has happened is that for the first time ever, I made a decision that my mom really, really did not agree with and that was something that she wasn't used to. She was used to Michelle saying yes to everything she said because if not, I would get my ass beat. And or once, you know, I left the house, I was still doing things that she was, for the most part, very much in agreement with because I was doing them to please her for the most part as well. But moving to New York was something she was not in agreement with and she was very pissed off about that. So... It created this really ugly side of her and it made it so that yeah she just didn't say very nice things. My mom when she's upset like a lot of moms I feel like maybe not a lot but some moms that I know she be saying some really mean shit when she's when she's mad and doesn't get her way She'd be hitting low blows like you guys heard in Jeannie's little clip, right? Like her mom just all of a the sudden, they're talking about fucking her COVID party or whatever. And then all of a sudden she's like, and now I'm not going to your wedding. My mom absolutely does shit like that. Out of nowhere, she'll just be like, yeah, you just wanted to see me dead, right? And I'm like, yo, son, gay." you <laughs> how we go how we go left like that uh, and she'll just you know she's also Catholic like I had said before my mom is very Catholic so what does she like to do she likes to bring in a lot of guilt trips to make me feel bad and this is part of like her technique of when I was little too of some like disciplining techniques she would just say things that would make me feel bad but the thing is that they don't make me feel bad anymore and so what ultimately ends up happening is that we kind of just start arguing. And like I said in last week's episode with my sister, like, my sister just, like, walks away from situations like that with my mom. But similar to GD Mai and her mom, like, my mom and I have really, 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 like, we're hotheads and, like, have bad fucking tempers. Like, I, I you know, I wouldn't say I have a bad temper, but I guess I do, like... But I feel like the only person who can really bring that out is my mama. So she does. And then I absolutely do have a bad temper with my mama. She very much pisses me the fuck off when she says things sometimes. And it's not necessarily that I'm even mad at her, is that she says hurtful things on purpose just to get reactions out of me because she knows that they will get reactions out of me. She'll call me names, say things that are untrue. So for example, I don't know if this sounds familiar to any of my Spanish speaking folk, but my mom will be like, tu eres una malagradecida, malcriada. Yo no sé quién te crió para que tú pensaras así o hablaras así, right? And so in English translation, like, you're just super not thankful. I just don't even know who raised you to think like that or talk to me like that. You're just so disrespectful. That's such an ungrateful way of thinking. Sometimes too would she be saying shit like, I don't even know who who taught you shit like that. I'd really be like, son, you? It was you. <laughs> like, I act like you, fam. You're the person. (laughs) Look in the mirror. I have absolutely said that to my mother. My mom sometimes gets a little disrespectful. She has definitely... I'm trying to think of the direct translation in English. My mom has been like, hija de tu madre. In English, it's like... I guess it directs literally to, like, son of a bitch. But... It's like daughter of a bitch <sighs> yeah it gets very crazy sometimes she'd be she be walling and obviously I don't be cursing at my mama because I feel like she would smack me if I did curse at her but you know what I do do is that I do be yelling at her because sometimes I just be like nah what we're not gonna do is we're not gonna talk crazy you can't talk to me like that So in these last seven years of us, you know, having our little back and forth disagreements. One thing that I've noticed the most that happens is that she just goes, she goes for the jugular. She hurts my feelings and says really mean, hurtful things. I scream at her. I tell her not to do that. I usually apologize. She never apologizes. My mom's never sorry because she never does anything wrong. And she's actually said that to me, fam. She really has, mi gente. My mom has straight up been like, in order to apologize, you have to have been wrong. Like, cuando alguien dice sorry, es porque hicieron algo que no deberían haber hecho. I'm like, yo, you're psychotic. (laughs) Those are her responses sometimes. Ah, she's a piece of work. So yeah, she's just a tough cookie. She's a tough cookie. But what I have learned is to, like Meghna said, channel Gisela energy and disengage. I disengage now. So when I am triggered by my mama... I just don't be responding I just be like okay okay bye and I just be cutting that conversation short because that conversation can get real ugly real quick and what were these conversations usually about what are some of the things that my mom and I will fight about let me tell you fam it usually comes down to me being in New York that's really the source of all her problems is the fact that I'm just, like, not at home doing what she wants me to be doing. She's mad that I don't live the life she wants me to live according to how she wants me to live it. I am not doing what Maria de Lourdes said I have to do. And that's it. That's on period. That's what she, that's, that's the biggest source of contention. But now, we're getting to a better place. We are. I'm in therapy, y'all. And my mama's not in therapy. My mama don't really believe in therapy. She's, I don't know that she'll ever believe in therapy. I don't know that she'll ever go to therapy. mom's very anti-therapy. Let me be real with y'all. But I go to therapy so that I can recognize how she triggers me and really figure out what to do in those moments when it's happening and how to breathe during those moments. Because also my mom's getting older, right? My mom's getting older and I love my mom. There's actually nobody on this earth that I think I love more. And it actually really pains me. You guys don't even know how many cry sessions I've had with my friends, my sister, my sister Gisela. Even my father actually my father who was here over the summer i cried with him and just telling him my frustrations that i have with my mom sometimes my therapist about just how frustrating she is i've cried to my mom about how frustrating she fucking is <laughs> and just how sometimes she just be irking the shit out of me and how i don't get it i don't get it but I'm working through it. I'm working through it because for me, it is the one relationship that's worth working through, no matter how difficult. That does not mean do not put distance and space between you and your toxic-ass parents. Let me tell you what people... I will definitely address this again at the end. But. My mom can be toxic as fuck, has been, can be, will be. She's not going to therapy, so that's just my mama. She's not addressing. She's not addressing her traumas. And my mom has lived a very traumatizing life. So she is just perpetuating these generational curses and projecting them onto me. So she's toxic sometimes. And I used to talk, no lie y'all, I used to talk to my mom every single day multiple times a day, especially when I was an undergrad I used to call my mama every fucking day, multiple times, like three times a day. Can we talk codependency? Can we talk ridiculous? It's a lot, a lot. As I've gotten older and as our relationship has evolved and changed and honestly become more toxic because of my mom's inability to be nice and kind sometimes, I have made decisions to be like nope I'm going to act like a white person with you sometimes we can talk once every three days we can talk once every four five days on really bad weeks we'll talk once a week maybe twice a week if you're lucky And that's just healthy decision making and right like therapy helps you make healthy decision making when you're experiencing toxicity like that. So I'm not here to tell anybody deal with toxic ass parents because that is not that ain't it. That ain't it. No, no, do. But to me, it is important to maintain the beautiful side of the relationship that I have with my mom because there has been a lot of beauty in it. And I see a lot of beauty in her outside of her trauma and outside of her toxicity and outside of her fucking ridiculousness sometimes that I wanna preserve and I wanna maintain until the day that she isn't with me anymore. So, I am here to do exactly that. I'm here to work on it, and I am still on the journey. And it's better, it's a lot better. We are in a way, way better place than we were at the beginning of these seven years. (laughs) So, you know it's possible mi gente it is possible mommy daughter relationships are mendable are complicated are beautiful and tragic all in one but hopefully we continue to do it together Buddy. Uh, today we're going to flip things over a little bit This time we're going to be We are going to be doing things a little different than we normally do Usually I introduce my friends And then I'm low-key interviewing them But today we're going to flip it and reverse it like Missy Elliott would say, and I'm going to introduce you to one of my bestest friends. She's also a hashtag dog mom, like me, and she's going to be interviewing me. This is one of my closest friends. Her name is Nicole, and she will tell you a little bit about herself.
3: Hey, hey, I cannot believe you just threw a Missy Elliott quote in, because I literally was listening (laughs) to her today. I'm not even flying. Yes, in the car today, so I cannot handle. Oh that. shit! Uh, so glad we're <laughs> it around. Hi everyone, I'm Nicole. Um, and my pronouns are she and her. And I am from Ithaca, New York, but I have been living in New York City for quite some time. And I'm a teacher, a math teacher. And uh, Michelle and I met at the dog park actually and she was scoping out some dogs before she wanted to buy a dog herself or get a dog herself and um you know we just had a connection immediately off the bat and uh now we We were like
0: low-key twins I literally I was walking by with my then boyfriend my now ex and I was like ooh, that girl has the kind of dog we want like well, that I wanted and I was like I need to go dog to her I'm gonna go into the dog park and go have a conversation with her mind you I looked so creepy because like obviously I didn't have a dog at the time so I'm just like walking into the dog park with no dog how creepy no
3: I loved it though
0: I know you didn't think I was a creep, but I thought I was a creep, <laughs> and and my ex at the time thought I was a creep because like he definitely didn't go in with me. <laughs> so I went in there, and yeah, me and Nicole just hit it off. And now we're best be friends.
3: Any, yeah, now we're best friends and dog moms, and I love it because any excuse to talk about my dog. I mean, please. But um, for real. But I'm excited to interview you today.
0: So,
3: are you ready? Yay. Yeah, so... I'm ready. Let's get in it. Let's talk about your mama. So, first of all, I want to know when you were growing up, what was the most trouble you ever got in? Because I know we've all had those, those times, right? So, let me hear
0: it. The most trouble I ever got into... So, I, I talked about this a little earlier, but I didn't give the whole story. Let's see. I can think of a Couple of times, I, I feel like <laughs> it's kind of funny because people probably think about their like childhood when they think about that question. But I feel like the worst trouble I got into, and I briefly talked about this, but the worst trouble I got into is when my mom found out <laughs> that I wasn't a virgin anymore. And at this point, I was not a little kid, like, I was like a grown woman.
3: Oh, uh. yeah. Wait, so what happened? Oh, man,
0: okay. So, yeah, so the story goes, the story goes that I was working, I was working, I was at home for the summer, and I was working with my mom. I went to go get a physical. The physical came back abnormal, like, in my pee or something, and I told my mom that I needed to, like, go back or whatever, and go get like my pee rechecked I don't know some shit I had a boyfriend in college And I don't know why I thought it was a good idea To like maybe breach that conversation At this point point. And so uh, I was like gonna talk to my mom About like Oh maybe like now's the time to tell her That like you know
3: Yeah just let her sucks. know right Have that conversation You've never yeah, talked that to her was... about that prior that
0: right? never i had never talked to her. no because okay. that was like forbidden it was forbidden but at this point you know i'm i'm living on my own paying my own bills like she knows i have a boyfriend so i thought it was okay ish but i should have known better and then whatever so i allude no i i i she says, she says to me, well, the only reason you would have, like, an abnormal P test or, like, specifically to, like, this thing, she's, like, would be if you, like, have just too much bacteria down there or you're having sex. And then I say something like, well, what if I was or something like that? Okay. Okay. Home girl lost her whole shit and i was standing like by the door of her bedroom and she very dramatically like a soap opera or a telenovela comes to the door slams the door in my face and tells me like to leave the leave the her bedroom she's like lárgate de mi cuarto which is just translates like get the fuck out of my room so much more dramatic in spanish and slams the door in my face almost breaks my nose i start like gushing blood off my nose what? actually. What?
3: Like it literally hit your
0: nose. It oh, hit my nose. Really... Yeah, she hit me. She slammed the door in my actual face. It wasn't like 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 metaphorically. Like no, it was actual physically okay. in my face. Yeah. No, 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 no! It was physical. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and then fast forward to like two weeks later, her dog. She's giving me like the silent treatment. Then two weeks later, I think she her dog bites me in the shin, and. I like freak out and I'm like mom your fucking dog bit me and my mom had been mad at me like for two weeks right like she wasn't talking to me everything I did fucking stunk like she fucking hated me she was she just hated me for two weeks it was like, obvious seven. that she was upset 24 7 nothing I could do was okay she just everything I said was like shit so finally like I tell her about the dog and then she loses it and grabs a fucking knife okay people are gonna think my mom is psychotic but (laughs) (laughs) she grabs a knife yeah she grabs a knife and then she threatens she's like what do you want me to do you want me to kill you and the fucking dog she says this in Spanish and I'm like oh she's lost it this is clearly not about the dog <laughs> and everything to do with like the fact that she knows I've had sex right yeah. so I somehow calm her down she puts the knife down she literally had a butcher knife to me everybody yes the, my 4'11 Ecuadorian mom and she call like I calm her down she puts the knife down and and then I just, like, pack myself up and go to my sister's house. And I guess that's, like, the worst trouble I ever got into because my mom tried to kill me. But...
3: <laughs> I, um, I'm just going to take a minute to digest
2: that, The
0: show. <laughs> So I didn't really get in trouble, but, like, my mom tried to kill me because I wasn't a virgin anymore. I mean, you were almost in a lot of trouble with the butcher knife, I think, so... That's a good story, though. People don't believe me that that's a real story. That's a real story. Uh Uh-huh.
3: So... Yep. I mean, so how were you... What happened afterwards? Did you stay at your
0: sister? Actually, what happened afterwards was not so fun. Afterwards, I stayed with my sister for the, like, I don't know, for a few, I don't know, a day. I don't know how long I stayed with my sister. I can't recall that part. But what I do remember is that I immediately booked a trip to Jersey. And I remember taking that quarter off of, like, Western. And I did, like, quarter online, and like my sister i remember had a conversation with my mom about like you're doing the most and she's like never gonna come back to washington if you don't stop acting fucking ridiculous and then i remember coming back because online schooling was really hard at the time and i enrolled back all in person and when i came back my mom had just like loosened up a little bit she just wasn't as fucking crazy anymore
3: And, and, and. Did you guys talk about it after the fact
0: or Of course not, again? because my okay. mom does know <laughs> she doesn't gonna apologize after that shit, but she definitely acted like it never happened and then she was a lot more open to knowing and learning about like if I was Uh, being safe I think one of the questions she asked me after that was like if I was on birth control and she was just like are you protecting yourself and are you being safe I do remember like then having a little bit of a conversation not on some like let's have a conversation about sex but just more so like are you feeling safe are you feeling safe and are you being safe and I was like yes and yes but she definitely dismissed the fact that she was psychotic and almost killed me
3: and yeah not address that wrongdoing whatsoever.
0: Nope, never. Never has, and like we'd never talk about that. My mom and I never talk about that.
3: Um okay, (laughs) Michelle. So (laughs) (laughs) well, next question. Is there something that your mom did that you swore swear you would never do when you become a parent?
0: Well, try to kill my kids is one of them. (laughs) But on a serious note, I think one thing that my mom still does and that I just don't think has been beneficial in my relationship with her and that I actually, like, you know, have to work through in therapy a lot is incorporating guilt into our relationship. And 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 this comes from, like, I, I spoke about this a little bit in... Uh, season one, when I talked about Catholicism, like my mom's a very devout Catholic, and so she just like you, she just is very manipulative with guilt, and like she very much guilt trips me. I think in general, like she just tries to make me feel guilty about any decision that she doesn't agree with. So, like, if she's just like yeah, like I remember even like moving across the country when I decided to move over here, which by the way my mom also did, right? So like my mom left New Jersey and moved to Washington. And like the like my listeners know that, right? That's how we ended up in Washington. My mom moved us, right? And yeah. by the way to my listeners, like my mom, my grandparents were still living when my mom moved. At least my grandma was. My, my grandpa had already passed. But my grandmother, so her mom, was still alive. And so, like, she left without my grandma wanting her to move. And she left, right? And so I find it just very hypocritical that, like, I did exact the exact same thing to the exact same place. It's just the irony. So I moved to the East Coast. And she, like, made me feel like shit about it. And she tried to make me feel really guilty about it. And, like, some of the things that she would say it was just kind of like, oh, like, you don't want to be around your family. Like, you don't care about your mom. And, like, alluding to things like that. Like, tú no quieres estar cerca de la familia. Like, yeah, just like, you don't want to be around your family. Or she'll, like, the this is what really kills me, too. Like, she'll bring up other people who do live close to their families. So, like... Say there's, like, let's just... We're just gonna throw somebody out there. This is a made-up made, made up person. But let's say she knows a person named Rosie, right? She'll be like, oh, yeah, so there's this girl named Rosie. And Rosie lives at... Like, she lives in her hometown with her mom and i just love how much she like loves living with her mom like it's just it's she she lives like right next to her and it's just so great and like she's just so passionate about taking care of her mom and like she got married and she like lives in the town right next door to her and she's just such a great daughter
3: so michelle wait she doesn't even wait wait wait. she doesn't even tell you straight up like oh rosie does this and i And I am, like, really envious of that, to just say it, like, passively like that. Like, oh, how great
0: Rosie is. yes (laughs) yes sometimes <laughs> it's funny because sometimes she'll say it with her chest like sometimes my mom's very explicit my mom will just be like nah you ain't shit like right like she'll just be like nah you ain't shit like you don't give a fuck about your mother my mom is very much very very like a say it with your chest kind of person but then other times when she's being manipulative and just wants to be like like throw a low blow Like, then she'll use those passive, like, guilt-trippy stories. And I'm like, but what, like, okay. Stop, right? So, back to your question, like, one of the things that I don't want to do with my kids the day that I have them is, like, I just, like, don't want to use guilt trips. I swear not to do that. Because I just don't think that they're productive, and I feel like one of the things that I've had to, like... That I'm still unlearning, right, in therapy is, like, how to not feel guilty about fucking everything that I do all the time. Like, I literally, and I said this last season, like, I'd be waking up feeling guilty about shit, you know? Um, Outside of the religion teaching me that, like, my mom taught me that, too.
3: And I think, you know, it's just such a heavy, it's just some heavy shit to constantly be feeling guilty just about your own life decisions, right? And it's, it's unfair, of parents to not let their children be their own person, right? And I think that kind of yes. goes along with the guilt, like don't don't guilt trip your kids because they may want to do different things than you have in mind. But that's their prerogative, right? And you just have to support it.
0: You don't have kids so that they do what you say. You have kids because you wanted to have kids, you wanted to raise humans right, to be citizens of this world, not because you wanted to have puppets, right? Yeah,
3: like mini-me's, right? Or puppets, exactly. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
3: Michelle, that just hurts me to hear, too, because I know, like, what, what, what hurts me to hear is your mom saying, oh, you don't give a shit about your mom, but I, I remember you telling me how often you'd go and see your mom during college, and, like, how how much you love your mom and care for your mom, I'm, like, like, obsessed
0: with my mom. Yeah. I know. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, I think that that's why uh, our relationship has been so tough lately, too, is because, like, when, in the last seven years, and I I talked about this earlier in the podcast, but, like, when she says shit like that, I'm just, like, I know you're being petty and annoying because, like, also, there's no one who's gone harder for you than me right like i feel like i'm like your ride or die bitch what the fuck kind of shit are you saying to me like that's super hurtful to like say those kinds of things to me it would be one thing if like i really just hadn't been there right or like if i was like honestly like yeah ungrateful and or whatever like if i was any of those things like if they were just true but i'm like not nah, fam. like i really been like a ride or die bitch. Like I'd be there, you know. I really, I really showed up for my mom. Like moving to New York was really the first time I, I really did anything that was, not, just something she didn't like.
3: And it's working out well, though. Yes. Ooh, ooh. Right <laughs> um. All right. So that's something that you won't do. But what are what are some things that you admire the most about her? You know, what are some things that you might want to do when you're a mother?
0: So my mom is the most hardworking person I know outside of my father. He's he's also but I would say my mom is just like such a boss bitch. Like she is the definition of like just the most hardworking. She's like. You know, I definitely put my mom on a pedestal growing up and I still have her there, you know, like she's she's everything. Like, I think she outside of like her fucking toxicity and her psychotic tendencies, like my mom is really so admirable. Like, she's such a go getter. She's so independent. She's so ambitious. Like, my mom really fucking Immigrated to this country. She was a teenage mom. She had so much trauma, so much trauma. She didn't have successful romantic relationships. She, I, you know, in all transparency, I wouldn't even say she still does. Like, that's another a conversation for another episode but all of that she's like made it out through these muddy waters of like all the trauma that i experienced my mom was there experiencing that shit with me and like she's super resilient my mom is so resilient and like this woman like brought us out of poverty and did that shit with no help of no fucking man that's for fucking sure and like bought her own house, bought her own car, like did this on her own fucking credit, like she you know, like she became a citizen of this country um without really speaking the language. Like my mom does by the way, listeners, my mom does not speak English very well at all. How she passed that citizen exam, I do not know cuz you have to do that shit in English. I have no idea how she did that shit, but she did so I admire everything about my mom my mom is super resilient my mom has also like survived fucking cancer my mom she's still like she lives with diabetes like she has had fucking knee replacements like my mom is on this earth because God wants her to be on this earth and like she's just the shit like my mom is fucking proof that I don't know I think of like looking up resilience in the dictionary and i would say like maria lourdes is on there for sure
3: yeah it seems like no matter what type of shit came her way right like anything and everything she has persevered and like made a great accomplishment of her life and also brought you up and look at you right
0: like that is i'm i'm okay i'm okay you know <laughs> i i did i did i did some i did some shit
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you did um i don't know i i feel like that has has translated to you as well michelle and i mean give it to your mom was like a single mom basically right
0: exactly yeah no she really was mm-hmm Um, My dad, my dad was doing, you know, meh, meh. (laughs) That'll be another episode, but you know.
3: (laughs) All right. So I think you both are similar in that way, that you're super hardworking and resilient. But um, how else are you and your mom similar? In what ways are you similar In in your mind?
0: I would say, well, we have, you know what's really funny? I would say... Me and my mom have very similar personality traits. Like, we have the same temper, for sure. We have the same, like, strong attitude. Like, like what I just said, right? My mom's one to never hold back, and she says everything with her fucking chest. I definitely get that from my mama. My mom is not passive-aggressive. Like, I am not passive-aggressive. I realize that, like... Her go-to when she's, like, getting upset is to start raising her voice. I get that from my mama. Like, my father's not like that. My my father's super chill. He's actually very passive-aggressive, and he likes to avoid conflict at all costs. My mom does not avoid conflict. My mom likes to... My mom's very confrontational. I am very confrontational. My mom... Yeah, and I think that's actually why we butt heads a lot, right? Is because we both just have similar, just, like, strong... We're just both really strong-headed people. We're both stubborn. She's stubborn and I'm stubborn. Um, I'm saying a lot of negative things. The positive things I would say that I get from my mom, she's hardworking. I, I think I get a lot of my hardworking tendencies from my mom too. She's really independent. I would say I'm a very independent person too. I would say also, like my mom is the type of person who, ha, she got a little, not even a little bit, let's be real. My mom has a big ass ego and she's very extremely prideful. My mom does not say sorry ever, not to me, not to anybody. My mom is not, she's never sorry. My mom's never sorry. I am very sorry, so I don't get that from my mom, but I do have a little bit of pride sometimes. So like my, yeah, I would say I get a little bit of pride from her, but not all of it. But I would say that the pride that I do have, I probably get it from my mom. And I also would say that my mom Although she doesn't show too much of her empathy towards me and my sister. She shows a lot of empathy towards other people and, you know, I am very empathetic. I am an empathetic person, I although I am just empathetic to everybody. So, she has a huge love for animals. I have a huge love for animals. She loves, I get my love for dogs from her. Like, I grew up with dogs, she grew up with dogs, and I like, I love, love, love that. She loves to dance. I get my love from dance from her she's like who taught me how to part like my mom loves to party she's actually a really good fucking time partying so like I love to party because of her uh my mom's a girly girl like to the fullest extent like all the way through and through makeup perfume nails done hair done everything did like Drake said I'm a Some would argue, I think some of my friends would argue and say that I'm girly. I am, but not like my mom. My mom's very traditional Latina girly. And like, I, she, there was a point where she thought I was like lesbian because I just wasn't as girly as like, I grew up as an athlete. So she really thought like, is my daughter a lesbian? Like, (laughs) what's going (laughs) on with her? Like, why did, why does she dress in fucking basketball shorts and sweats all all the time?
3: (laughs) Why are you wearing comfortable clothes, Michelle? Come
0: on can you please put on some makeup so like once i started wearing makeup and doing my hair she was like very relieved but like i would say that the girly tendencies that i now have like i get that from my mom the love that i have for for perfume i get that from my mom so yeah there's like little things that i'm like oh this is my mom oh like oh my gosh okay this is crazy my mom loves uh, flowers and like yeah so she has like rose bushes and like all over the house like literally our house is surrounded by rose bushes and i now have like flower scented a lot of things like flower scented candles and stuff like i love lavender everything and my mom loves lavender everything so i get that from her yeah little things little things that i've adapted from my mama
3: it's interesting to uh see ourselves i don't know just see us and them and them and us like when did you notice when did you notice these qualities that you share like was it instant you're like oh i got that from her or did it did take a lot of reflection
0: well i feel like the personality traits like especially the negative ones i noticed more quickly because that's why i I realized, like, why do we beef so much? And so I was like, ah, it's probably because we're so fucking alike, you know? And I think it took, like, my sister and my godmom to actually say that to me for me to get it. Because I was like, is it because we're alike? And they're like, yeah, you guys are fucking identical. Why do you think you guys fucking argue so much? If you were calmer, do you, like, like, if you just weren't as hot, fucking hot-headed and, like, had such a temper, do you think that you would argue with her as much? And I'm like, ah, I guess that's a good point. But the little things, like, the whole, like, lavender or, like, liking, perfume I guess I just didn't notice those things until I got like more recent like honestly like in the last five years I was like shit like I'm turning into my mom <laughs> like I'm like yeah. I like to like like organize things like my mom would or like I like yeah like I like the sense that my mom likes and like I like I literally have things the way my mom would have them in her house like I I just do things a lot like her so it's yeah I've noticed that more recently
3: yeah it's funny when those little things hit right you're like oh shit I'm like getting to be my mom what's up I know what (laughs) up
0: that's so crazy
3: um so you touched on this a little bit but how are you and your mom different
0: I would say, same vein, personality-wise, I think it's very 50-50, right? So, like, my mom, I got half of my personality from my mom and half of it from my dad. My mom's more of an introvert, and my dad's the extrovert. So, my dad loves to be social, and, like, he has hella friends, and, like although she's the fiery one and she's the fiery introvert like she just doesn't she's not super social and doesn't have hella friends like that my dad is more passive aggressive but like he has he's very very social Um, and has hella friends and I'm an extrovert and I get that from my dad like I have hella friends I am just more of a people person I like to go out I like to just like yeah I'm just like a people person and my mom's not really like that so you know we differ in that way she used to always tease me and be like you could be friends with a fucking dog or a fly bro like not everyone's your friend not all mundo es tu amigo, Michelle. Like I remember, she would always say that, and I was like, hey, "Yay!" And then that didn't really mean much to me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's see, what's another thing we differ on? I feel like, I mean, the way we approach religion is really different too. Like, I grew up obviously, my mom raised me in the Catholic religion, but we we don't see religion the same anymore. She's meaner than I am, I would say for sure. Like, I feel like my mom, like I said before, right? Like I'm it's very easy for me to say sorry to my mom. I don't have as much pride as my mom does. Like, I think this is a different a big difference between me and my mom. My mom can be very comfortable like being at odds with people because she sees it as like I'm right and they're not right. Like she she prefers being right than being at peace. And I just don't care about being right. I just really like the peace. Like, to me, I'm like, it does not matter to me who the fuck is right. Like, I just need you... I need to feel heard, number one. So, like, I think that's why me and my mom fight, because she never hears me. And I need there to eventually be just consensus and, like, for us to be at peace. So, it's it's easier for me just to say sorry, but, like, my mom's just... She can't do that. And so... And we very much differ in that, at our approaches with that. Obviously, we're different in that, like, my mom's not biracial. (laughs) So there's, like, the evident one, right? I'm biracial. She's not. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's some ways. All
3: right. Next one. What is one thing you would change about your mom? Or, you know, multiple things, if more than one comes to mind.
0: I would change her Pride. I would want her to say sorry and just admit when she's wrong. That would be the biggest one because I think that's what's caused the most rift between us. And her, how nasty she gets when she's angry. I think those are the two big ones that really bother me. Yeah, she's very, yeah, so I'm not going to harp on that one too much. That just, she, I need my mama to say sorry, but she's not going to do that. But, and just how nasty my mom gets. My mom's really mean. For my listeners, I don't know if you guys experience this, but my mom will get like she doesn't do this all the time. It's just really when she's upset. Like, but when my mom's upset, like my mom has straight up called me like, like a hoe. Like she'd be like, ¿Y tú eres una puta entonces," like right, and like puta. Like if you are if if you're Spanish speaking and you're listening to me. You know what the fuck a puta is. Like, a puta is, like, the lowest thing that you could be. My mom has called me puta on several occasions, and I'm 110% not a puta. And even if I was, your mom is not supposed to be calling you no puta. Girl,
3: I'm not even Spanish-speaking. I know that's not good, right?
0: (laughs) No. You do not want to be
3: called that.
0: No one should be calling you that, no. So, yeah, I would change my mom. And She just gets, like, wild out the mouth, like, when she's upset. Uh, So I would just change her volatile-ass mouth. She gets all reckless and shit. And, yeah, and then just, like, her inability to say sorry. Those would be the things.
3: I mean, I feel like those are big, big things, Michelle, and they're big for relationships and just inner peace, but I feel... they're important you know they're important skills it's important to be able to be upset with someone and be able to express that you know in a loving way and without being mean right because like you don't need you could be you can you can have an argument without being mean right you can you can have a confrontation without being a i don't know i i mean at least at least I No, uh, Nicole, that is that, that, the normal right? thing because to not-
0: do. My mom is out of line. Yes, agreed. We can all... I think the listeners would agree as well.
3: And the sorry thing, you know, my father does that. Like, my, I, I cannot remember the last time... I don't think I've ever heard my... I cannot remember my dad saying sorry at all. And it's just, like, that shit irks me. Because sometimes, too, he'll, like, do stuff where... He knows he's wrong, and he'll try to make it up for it in, like, weird ways. But I'm like, you know what? Can't you just, like, like... Like, can't you man up or woman up and just, mm-hmm. like... You know, admit it, you know? Because that shows that, like, you're reflective and that you've learned. And Apologies that you fucking me, matter. A hundred percent. I'm apologizing too much, man. Left and right. But, okay. Next one. So... What are some things that you want to carry on into your parenting journey one day when you become a parent that your mom did with you? You know, traditions are, you know, just things that you remember and you you want to hold on to because that's just important.
0: Listen, I feel like. That's most of the things. Outside, I know that earlier in the podcast, I'm, like, literally going in about my mom. Obviously, the point was to let you guys know that, like, some relationships can be really tricky with our moms, right? My mom used to beat the shit out of me. And that's not something I want to carry into my parent journey. However, like, there was amazing things my mom did. Like, we have all of our, like dope little latino traditions right like that we did together and like yeah like we celebrated like birthdays were really important in my household holidays were really important in my household and i want to do the same with my kiddos like whatever i have kiddos i think all of those things were amazing moments in my life with my mom also just like the morals and ethics that my mom like just brought me up on so like yes my mom was very like (sighs) she was od like my mom did the most and and i don't think she it was necessary for her to (laughs) just go so fucking hard however i turned out i turned out pretty cool i just want to instill in my kids the import the importance of like humility and like the importance of being kind to others and the importance of hard work and the importance of like just being good humans and citizens to the world, right? And like, I got that from my mom. Like my mom taught me those things. Like the importance of family, like how important it is to be there for your family, how important it is to be like a good friend to people, how important it is to communicate, how important it is to love on people, give them hugs, kiss them. Like my mom taught me all of that. My mom hugged me, my mom kissed me a lot. She was not saying, um, I am proud of you a lot. Those were not, my mom's love language was not, um, words of affirmation, but it was physical touch, right? Like my mom was like hugging me a lot and, and was doing that. And so like, I want to pass that on to my kiddos plus the words of affirmation, right? Like, yeah, I, I have beautiful things like that. The times when I did need words of affirmation, my mom did fucking come through. So my mom was not right. Like, she wasn't constantly telling me she was proud of me. Not at all by any means. But, like, if you guys listen back to episode one of season one, like, my mom was the reason why I stopped crying after like someone called me the n-word right like eventually like my mom was like you're beautiful like you're black and beautiful you're latina and beautiful like your hair is gorgeous like my mom came through you know so like those are the types of things like that i know when i have a black little baby that i need to do for my child as well because i had a great example of a mother who did that so yep
3: yeah, so she didn't just give it out, you know, every day, but she gave it out in really important and impactful moments Exactly. when you really needed it. It's kind of interesting. I'm, I'm When I heard you talk about what you kind of want to carry on, I think it's beautiful how we can reflect on what we love most about our childhood, right, and, like, what our others did for us that we cherish, you know, and we want to continue, but then also, like, how do we build on that, right? And, like, how do we want to have our own family? And what do we want to do for our own children? So, like, those great things are parents good, but then how to fill in, you know, gaps. Uh, and every, I think everyone has gaps like that, you know? So what is one of your fondest moments you had? with
0: your mom? I feel like I had a lot because me and my mom were like peanut butter and jelly. Like, I feel like me and my mom had a lot of really fond moments. I can think of like three off the top of my head. Anytime I graduated from school, that was a really fond moment for me and my mom. Like, I feel like um, high school, uh, undergrad and graduate school, all of those graduations were like really amazing moments between me and my mom because again my mom is like she doesn't use words of affirmation super well unless it's like a moment of what she feels like is like um an adverse moment right like when she feels like her little baby's being attacked that's when she feels like she needs to say some shit so when it comes to like i'm so proud of you like that's kind of hard for her to say but but she can't help but have a physical reaction, right? So, like, she'll hug me and ha- she'll cry. And, like, that to me lets me know, like, oh, you're proud of me or you love me. And, she you know, she does say I love you and things like that. And she'll tell other people she's proud of me. Not necessarily me, but she'll tell other people. And so, like, that's really fond memories I have. Also, my mom was a janitor at one point in my life. And she when i I just have one of these moments where like or not it's not one moment but just like an accumulation of moments i used to go with my mom to work at, at night she used to have the night shift and like this wasn't this was illegal like i wasn't supposed to be there like she could have gotten fired there's actually a movie about this i think it's like a tyler perry movie like one of the employees brings her one of the ladies brings like her child to work and then like locks her up in like the fucking janitory closet And she like might get she gets fired for it. And then Tyler Perry plays the guy. I don't even know. Anyway, the point is, is like my mom wasn't supposed to do that. But like she would bring me to work a lot of the time sometimes, like because she didn't want me home alone. And I would just accompany her in these like late nights at at the high school and help her help her like do her job cleaning up cleaning up right as a janitor and that shit was really hard on my mom right like being a janitor is really really hard and i was a little kid i was a little kid it was one of her three jobs at the time and she was like a hustler and i just remember like watching my mom bust her ass and and i know some people would be like that's one of your fondest moments but it is because it's, like, time that I got to spend with my mom that, like, I could never get back. But also time where I got to see my mom just be, like, such a hustler. And, like, I don't know. I, I just saw her be her her most, like, hardworking self. Yeah. So those are, like, two that stand out to me.
3: I, I think that makes total sense, Michelle. It's something that is a fond memory for you because... That is one of the qualities that you admire most of your mom, right? Like how hardworking she was and how she did what she needed to do mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. day, every day, you know? So to be there with her and, and see it, like, and also spending time with her when otherwise you'd, like, be at home, right? So by yourself, right? So, I mean, I get it. Are there things you haven't forgiven her for?
0: Me and my mom are a work in progress. Hmm, That's a tough question. Yeah, I think so. Damn, that's a really hard question.
3: Take Take your time. It's a heavy question, you know?
0: Yeah, so one of the hardest things I've had, just in general, a hard time dealing with And I think I resented my mom for a really long time about, was her moving us to Washington? And I think I've worked through that because if it wasn't for Washington, I wouldn't be who I am today. Um, And I wouldn't have the amazing people that I have in my life. And I love everything about who I am and who I have in my life. So I think there's that. But I think I resented my mom for like not owning up to the fact that like she has made selfish decisions and now has a problem with me making selfish decisions. And I think that makes it hard for me to like sometimes move past some of her selfish decisions because my mom likes to like guilt trip me about mine. Right. So like, for example, right, like my mom moved. I mean, like I said before, my mom moved to the West Coast and like literally ripped me away from my father. And like that's fucked up. That's a selfish decision. My father didn't agree to that. She did that in spite of my father. And that was for her own selfish decisions. I was a little kid. It's not like I agreed to that either. She did that because she wanted to fucking do that shit. Cool. but And now she has, like, the audacity to, like, be mean when I want to move to the East Coast. Not in spite of her, but because, like, I got into grad school and I wanted to move to the East Coast. And, like, instead of having a really supportive mother... Who's like cheering you on and being your biggest cheerleader? I have someone who's like really mean and like wishing, wishing, like this is kind of crazy, y'all. But like, my mom, I found out like my mom had prayed that I didn't get into NYU, which is like really heavy. Yeah, I know that's kind of, I know that's crazy. It's very crazy, guys. Uh, She didn't tell me, my sister told me. And then I brought it up to her and she admitted it and she was she was regretful for it. She didn't say sorry because my mom just doesn't say sorry, but she did have a regretful tone when she said it. I remember her being like, uh, that was just, that was, that was at one time, right? Like she just, she didn't want to admit to that because that didn't sound like something that was good reflective of her character, right? So I guess to bring it back. Like some I I have a hard time forgiving my mom for making selfish decisions and making me feel like I'm making selfish decisions that are hurting her, but like mine aren't, right? Like mine have been or maybe mine have been selfish, but they haven't been I've tried to, like, involve her in them, or, like, I've just needed her support through, through them, right? And, like, it's just been a different dynamic as opposed to, like, when she was making selfish decisions, they were actually really hurtful, and, like, I don't think she ever took accountability for them, and she still doesn't, and, like, I think that's something that I'm still having a really hard time working through. Like, even, like, a couple of the relationships she decided to stay through or in, like, romantic relationships that I just didn't approve of, that was really hurtful, too. And, like, that was painful. And I think I've had a hard time, like, just forgiving her for those decisions, you know? Because those felt selfish, and they impacted the family as a whole. Yet she feels so entitled to be like, you are a selfish, ungrateful daughter, right? And I'm just like, who the fuck... Get, like the, what's that fucking saying? The kettle, the pot calling the, what's that shit? What is it?
3: Oh. <laughs> Michelle,
0: the pot calling, calling the kettle, the kettle black.
3: black. Don't ask, I don't, no, no, that's, uh, call, shit. Calling no, it's the,
0: kettle, the pot I mean, it's calling the
3: kettle black. The, it is the pot, I Nicole. The pot. I've, never okay. heard, I've never heard it's, it. Yes, it's. Is it? I've been saying it my whole damn life.
0: Whatever, yeah, oh the my pod. gosh, yeah, the Nicole, I black. can't. Oh, okay. Okay.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the bitch who doesn't know.
3: <laughs> I know, you're usually, I know, man. I've been saying this, I always say that phrase too. This is not good for me. <laughs> um, that's
0: it, that's, that's the thing.
3: To me too, it's like the pod calling the kettle black and even, but moreover, you have different roles. You know, she was. She's the parent. Yep. You're the child, right? And there's different responsibilities in that. And so, I I just
0: it's a toughie.
3: I don't know. Now, my question to you is: Have you br- brought up these things ever? Yeah,
0: but they don't end well. They usually don't. They usually some of them we've cried about together, but like. When she really feels like I'm... Sometimes she just feels like I'm attacking her and hurting her feelings, so... She'll take it really personal sometimes. Sometimes she'll just be like, so you just think I'm a fucking shit-ass mother? And I'm like, yo, how did that go so left, bro? No, that's not what the fuck I'm saying. Actually, what I am saying is it hurt my feelings when... But she has a hard time taking accountability. That's just, like, that's just her thing. That's what I'm saying. That's, like, one of the things I would like to change about her, is that she just has a hard time taking accountability, because she feels like those are, like, personal attacks on her parenting.
3: Yeah, it's, like, just always on the defense, right? Like
0: I said before in the podcast, that's just part of her, like, trauma. Yeah, I
3: think it's it's mm -hmm. learning, too, and... Okay, so... What are... What is something... You'd want your mom to know.
0: I just would want her to know that she is, despite all of the, the bullshit, she is my favorite person. Um, I know that right now it seems like she's not. <laughs> and honestly, if I keep it all the way 100, I get along better with my dad, which is kind of hurtful to say. And it's something that I've been working through in therapy Me and my dad are just more compatible. And I will talk about that in another episode. Me and my dad just are. We're just more compatible. Um, And I think we always have been. And that's hard to say because, like, me and my mom are the ones who have just endured more together. But she's still my favorite person. Like, that's my ride-or-die bitch. Like that's the homie the homie for life and i just would want her to know that like i would do anything and everything for her and no matter how much like distance sometimes i need from her and no matter like how much like sometimes i'm just like i can't i can't with you right now i fucking can't i'm never gonna stop loving my mom the moment that, like, she... Because my mom's, like, still healthy and can do shit for herself. Like, the moment she can't. Like, that... That bitch is coming with me. Like, me and my sister aren't gonna fight about that. Like, I think Giselle is gonna be just like, you wanna take care of her? Bet. Like, I'll be like, yeah, I'm gonna take care of her. That's my mama. Like, I don't have a problem taking that shit on. It's gonna be hard, but I'm willing to do that. That's my mom. I would not mind having my mom with me, um when she's in old age and needs to be taken care of. Even if she irks the shit out of me. Like um so yeah, like I love my mother, um, no matter how difficult she is. And like I know that I know that she's not gonna change, but and again, like I said, right, I know that she's not even the parent that I'm actually more compatible with now. But I just want her to know that even despite all of that, like, I still think she's the fucking shit. And she raised me to be the woman that I am today. And I owe, like, everything to her.
3: Michelle, I just got to give you a shout-out. I'm going to be honest. I do not think, it sounds awful, but, like, not every person out here is like, yeah, I can't wait, I don't mind, let me take (laughs) care of my mom when I'm old. Like, sometimes... like no but some people seriously dread it the idea of it or like you know the siblings fight about it um I don't know I just think like it's so clear to me how much you love your mom and relationships are complicated yeah you know it's not black or white you know it's like they're really complex but at the end of the day it's it's
0: all love she's annoying as fuck but I do love her <laughs> thank you so much um, for interviewing me Nicole
3: right. you the well, best yeah I had so much fun thanks for letting me interview you it was nice to hear about your
0: mom yay thanks everybody for tuning in this is my best friend bye Nicole bye
2: emotions live inside of us. They get triggered by the circumstance. So you guys are triggering each other a lot. But if you take more ownership, which is like, I feel angry. It's not always I'm angry at you or I'm angry because of something you did. It's like, I have anger inside of me in this situation, just triggered it. That starts to already disengage the fight disengage that I'm right you're wrong and it more becomes two people who are very emotional and that's okay having an emotional experience with each other maybe even right here right now you would like to make an agreement slowing down and stating with feeling words I feel blank and just sort of agree that when you do that the other one could either just nod their head or could repeat back I hear you
0: In today's culture, the relationship between a father and a child is a common negative narrative. It's so popular, the term daddy issues was coined after it, referring to women who have poor relationships with their fathers. But you know what? There's something really sacred about the relationship you have with your mother. Studies have shown that almost 30% of women have had a toxic relationship with their mother at some point or another. Psychologist Elizabeth Graham tells us that it can be hard to have a strained relationship that outsiders don't understand. Oftentimes, it makes individuals feel even more lost and hopeless about fixing a damaged relationship if they feel they're understood in other relationships as well. She goes on to state that anger, trust issues, fear, and shame are often effects of having a toxic relationship with your mother. So here are some key tips to take with you on your journey to healing your relationship with your mother. Number one, lower your expectations. Graham recommends going into things with an open mind and little to no expectations. The less you expect, the less chance of being let down you encounter. Number two, make the first move. Initiate contact and set up a time where the two of you can talk openly and honestly about moving forward. Sometimes waiting for your mother to make the first move will only breed more resentment. Number three, listen. One of the hardest things to do is really listening to someone who has hurt you in the past. Listening is the most important part of any reconciliation. Number four, be prepared to communicate. Just because we are ready to listen, doesn't mean you should keep your mouth shut. Do not expect your mother to do all the work, says psychologist Scram. Be prepared to talk about your feelings and what you want out of your relationship, and you're less likely to feel ambushed in the situation. Number five, practice what you want to say. If you think that communicating your part is going to be difficult, then practice. If you're uncomfortable with talking about your feelings, hurt or otherwise out loud, try practicing what you're going to say a few times before you actually sit down with your mother, says psychologist Graham. Learn to forgive. Number six, forgiving is different from moving on. The process of forgiveness can be the most difficult of all but when you learn to forgive, you lift the weight of expectation and resentment from your shoulders, allowing you to pursue a healthier relationship with your mother. Number seven, stay in the present. Try not to bring up past transgressions. Staying in the present will help both of you in your attempts to move forward. Relying on the hurt and toxic nature of the past will do neither of you any good in order to move forward. You have to let go of the past What we want to focus on is the feelings that the past might have created, not the actual past traumas, but the feelings that they are creating. Number eight, set boundaries. Set boundaries with your mother before you approach any situation, whether it's staying at a hotel while you're home for the holidays or agreeing to keep some subjects off limits creating solid set of boundaries can help you in your quest to move forward and finally agree to disagree At the end of the day, there are just some things you're just not going to agree with and you're going to have to let go. Recognizing that you won't see eye to eye with your mother on all things, it's actually healthy for mothers and daughters to have differing viewpoints on certain things. You are not your mother and your mother is not you. You are two different people and learning to recognize and appreciate that can take you a really long way. But most of all, Love who you are in the skin that you're in because there isn't another you, boo. And that's on period. Although I am a licensed social worker, my advice does not replace that advice of a therapist that you may be seeing or a therapist you would like to see in the future. Anyone could be struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts. If you are having suicidal feelings, please call 1-800-273-8253. Mi gente, make sure you subscribe, follow, and review Cono Who Am I wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, you can also find me at Cono Who Am I on Instagram. And that's spelled C-O-N-O because Instagram doesn't believe in Eñez. Tune in next week. Peace, y'all.